This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to Tipping Point. I'm Mark Hitchcock filling in for Jimmy Evans. Uh, today's a special episode for Tipping Point. This is our 100th episode. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of this channel for 100 episodes. We pray you've uh, learned more about Scripture, uh, deepened your knowledge of the end times, and are more in love uh, with Jesus. Uh, to celebrate our 100th episode, we have a special bonus interview we shot earlier this year. In this special never-before-seen bonus interview, Jimmy sits down with the New York Times uh, best-selling author, teacher, and filmmaker, uh, Joel Richardson. Well, I have joining me today Joel Richardson, who is a New York Times best-selling author, filmmaker, and teacher, goes around the world teaching people about the end times. And I've been reading, uh, Joel, thank you for joining me, by the way. It's great to have you. It's great to be with you, Jimmy. Well, um, I've been reading your books for years, and you're just one of the greatest researchers uh, I've ever seen. And also, you just take the scriptures and you, sh you look at them at a different angle than I've ever seen them before. And it's challenging. It's wonderful. But you believe, a lot of, a lot of people have been taught now that the Antichrist, uh, really both he and his kingdom, will be European. It'll be like the EU, uh, uh, you know, wherever it comes from. But you believe that he is going to come uh, out of the Middle East, uh, which is different than a lot of people believe. Why, why do you believe that? So I would say the primary basis for this, this whole view is the beginning point is what I call the Israel centricity of the Bible. And it's, it's a very simple concept, but it's funny that I think in particular for Americans, we sometimes have a difficult time grasping the fact that the book, the Bible, is not primarily about us. Yeah. So when I speak at prophecy conferences and this type of thing, and we do Q&A, the first question inevitably that's always asked is people say, where is the United States in Bible prophecy? Now, when I'm speaking in Australia or, you know, they don't say, you know, hey, mate, where's Australian Bible <laughs> prophecy? It's just questions like that are not on their radar, but Americans have this very American-centric sort of worldview. We think the world revolves around us, and therefore God's world must revolve around us as well. The fact is, the Bible is, and it always has been, a thoroughly Jerusalem, Israel, and Middle Eastern-centric book. And so when we look at all of the primary battles that take place in the last days before the return of Jesus, they all take place in and around Jerusalem and Israel. Right. And so once you grasp that simple point, that's the context of the Bible. And then you look at statements throughout the prophets, numerous, clear, literal, repeated statements. They name names. They point to nations, tribes, peoples that will invade and attack Israel that are part of the Antichrist coalition. And every single last verse in the Bible that uses, again, literal names, they're always Middle Eastern or North African nations, there's actually not a single verse in the Bible that specifically names a European nation that will be part of the uh, the army or the coalition of the Antichrist. And so that's not to say that Europe won't be involved, but what I'm saying is we should emphasize that which the scriptures emphasize right. and where the scriptures are silent, we need to be very careful. 
So Israel, obviously, uh, now you believe specifically the Antichrist will come from Turkey, the area of Turkey right now. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's the most likely. You know, to be more specific, I would say from the tri-state area. So let's say Turkey, Syria, Iraq. Right. Um, but mo most likely Turkey. The scriptures seem to uh, repeatedly emphasize Turkey as the leader of the coming coalition. So the Assyrian, uh, the Antichrist is referred to as the Assyrian. But the Assyrian Empire was the tri-state area that you're talking about there. And so how would Israel, the, the Jewish people, uh, deal with an Islamic Antichrist because there's a covenant that is confirmed for seven years between the Antichrist and Israel. And so how do you see that happening? You know, I see it happening really in the same way that we see, for example, the Abrahamic Accords taking place right now or different deals that Israel made, let's say with Yasser Arafat in the past or Egypt or Jordan. Um, Israel is engaged in regional diplomacy and the scriptures speak of the Antichrist as emerging at the front end with enough political capital, with enough deceit, with the appearance of peace and this type of thing, that he would have the political capital to mediate some type of what I, you know, some of this is speculation, right. but what I imagine is some type of regional security agreement um, where Israel would see this individual as a friendly leader that could broker a regional peace between Israel and some of the more hostile uh, nations such as Iran, for example. Right. Do you see the events right now that are happening in Jerusalem and Israel as being end times signs of a, uh, a soon coming uh, both conflict and the covenant of peace? Well, I mean, absolutely. You look at statements such as in Zechariah where it says that Jerusalem will be divided. I mean, it speaks of half the city going into right. exile, the other half remaining in the city. So, the prophets thousands of years ago spoke of Jerusalem in the last days as being divided. Well, currently today, Jerusalem is literally divided. Yeah. We see that that division just exploding. Um, but events like this, you know, even over the past 20, 30 years, uh, his, history is punctuated by these outbreaks. We know that each one becomes a bit more intense, and it's all leading toward that time when the surrounding nations would see it as their, uh, their religious responsibility to actually invade Israel for the purpose of defending their Muslim brothers, the, Pal the, su the suffering Palestinian brothers, and this type of thing is the way that it's framed. And so it's very much in a larger sense, definitely leading toward that which the prophets describe. Well, so I read, uh, I believe I read in, in one of your books talking about the Gog and Magog War, uh, because I, I believe we're actually seeing the beginning of the Gog and Magog war there on the northern border of Israel with Iran, Syria, Russia, and all that. Now, do you believe that, that Russia is Gog? Do you believe that Russia will be a part of the Gog and Magog war? So Russia very well may be an ally, um, but what I personally believe Ezekiel is speaking of is uh, a Turkish-led coalition. So now, in terms of how we interpret and understand the names within Ezekiel's prophecy, there's really two different ways that we can do that. There's two different approaches that interpreters take. The first is what I call the historical wild goose chase method. This is where you take a name such as Magog, 
and you trace the Magogians down throughout history, you look at all the historical sources, you say, well, they migrated up here, they moved to the Volga River Valley, they intermarried with these Scandinavian Russians that came down, <laughs> they spread across the, the Russian state, this type of thing. And so people will say, well, Magog is Russia. So when, Eze when Ezekiel said Magog, he meant Russia. That's a sort of common approach. The other approach, which I think is much more responsible approach, is to say, how were these names understood by Ezekiel and his immediate audience? Where did they live in his day? And so that's just the geographic correlation method. If Magog and Ezekiel's day represented Turkey, then it's speaking to the region of Turkey today. The problem when you read a lot of these prophecy books, a lot of these analysis of Ezekiel 38, 39, is these commentators, these interpreters will switch methods from one name to the other. So they'll they'll trace Magog down through history and say, well, that's Russia. But when you get to another name like Gomer, well, Gomer became the Gimari, they became the Cimmerians, they became the Gauls, the Celts. So you're talking Germany, France, Ireland. So we'll have all these books that say the coming Russian invasion of Israel, but there's no books say, you know, that are called the coming Irish invasion of Israel. But if they were consistent, they would have to do that. Yeah. And you end up with essentially all of the Japhetic peoples because the names listed in Ezekiel 38, they're Japhetic. You end up having to include, if you include Russia, you have to include the United States, South America, Australia, Canada, etc. So I would contend that the more proper approach is the historical grammatical approach, which boils down to the geographic correlation method, in which case Magog is referring to Asia Minor, Turkey, as is Meshach Tubal. Um, he's the chief prince of Meshach Tubal. And that, again, is referring to the area of Turkey. So in all likelihood, it's pointing to Turkey as the regional leader of this Middle Eastern North African coalition. Now, will Russia be involved? That's, that's quite likely, but I don't think that's primarily what Ezekiel was talking about. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. That makes a lot of sense. Do you, do you believe that Persia is Iran, modern day Iran? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, most most Iranians today in the West, you, you say, where are you from? They don't want to say I'm from Iran. They'll say I'm Persian Yeah, um, because they assume they assume most Americans don't know where Persia is. Every person I've met from Iran tells me they're Persian and they're not Arab. Right. So uh, I believe that uh, that your insights on there are, are just incredible. But do you do you believe, uh, Joel, that what we're seeing right now on the northern border of Israel, do you see this as kind of the boiling point up to a Gog and Magog war, do you think we're getting there? Not, not you know, na naming dates or anything, but you know, Israel is flying hundreds of bombing raids. Uh, Iran is doing everything they possibly can to build literally just a, a, a military stronghold on the northern border of Israel. Russia's there, obviously the Syrians, Turkey is taking, uh, Turkey called Israel a racist state last week. So you see all of this intensifying. You think we're getting close to something? Yeah, listen, the, the constellation of the nations, the uh, the geopolitical landscape of the nations, especially in the Middle East right now, is increasingly coming into focus. It's aligning 
with the landscape that the prophets described. Um, and could we be on the cusp of a major regional war? Yes. When you talk to the IDF intelligence and so forth, they're expecting a biggie to come. However, that said, I don't necessarily believe that specifically Ezekiel's battle is a, it, that we're right on the cusp of that. For what it's worth, I personally believe that Gog is simply the Antichrist. Now, within the prophecy world, there are many who believe that Gog and his armies, they represent a uh, separate and distinct invasion of Israel, that Gog is a different end time bad guy than the Antichrist. I believe they're one and the same. I believe Ezekiel is simply telling the same story that really all of the other prophets are speaking of. In fact, Jimmy, there's an interesting, um, I'll say, development within the world of, of biblical scholarship that's that's emerged in recent years, and uh, it's, it's becoming consensus. So in Numbers 24, you have this prophecy of Balaam, classic messianic prophecy. It mentions the seed uh, and the king of Israel. And it says in all of our English translations, it says in this this king will be exalted above Agag. Now, Agag, of course, was a king that Saul contended with. So you kind of go, well, if this is a messianic prophecy, what does it mean he's exalted above Agag? Well, Agag comes from the Masoretic family of texts, okay? So these are medieval Hebrew texts. What's interesting is in the Septuagint, okay, so 200 years before Jesus, Greek translation of the Old Testament, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, in the Samaritan Pentateuch, as well as three early Greek translations of the Old Testament, um, Theodosian, Symmachus, and one other, they all don't have the word Agag, they have Gog. Wow. So what what scholars are saying is this is actually the first reference in the scriptures to the antichrist he's called gog so when ezekiel came along later and he has this big prophecy of gog and magog it was understood that this is the guy you know the the genesis 3:15 seed of eve right. versus the seed of the serpent this is the final conflict and really when you when you look at the events that ezekiel describes will take place as a result of the destruction of gog and his hordes these are all things that only work if you place them at the return of Jesus. You know, the Lord will pour out his spirit on Israel. They will come to know him forevermore. No longer will the Lord allow his name to be blasphemed, this type of thing. This is, you know, end of the age type of stuff. So once we once we accept the fact that in all likelihood, the Antichrist, his religion and his armies will come from the Middle East, there's really no problem with seeing Gog and his armies as being the Antichrist. The reason that a lot of people see it as separate and distinct is because they begin with the Roman European presupposition. Right. And then they see this Middle Eastern thing and they go, well, that must be something else. But it, it really, in my opinion, it confuses um, the, the, the overall prophetic narrative. Well, let's let's do a timeline, if you're okay with that. Let me just say, let's just say the, the tribulation is going to happen a seven-year period of time um, and there's going to be the confirming of the covenant there's going to be the abomination of desolation there's going to be the second coming where do you put the gog magog war in that do you put it beginning middle end somewhere in between so when you look at ezekiel's prophecy it begins with a very thought being placed in gog's mind i will invade a land of unwalled villages these people have been regathered etc so it begins with a very thought and it ends with um, the Lord being present in Israel. It says, it uses the specific phrase, Kadosh, Kadosh, Bah Yisrael, the Holy One in Israel. It's the only time in scripture that that 
phrase is used. Hmm. Um, it's usually just Kadosh Israel, the Holy One of Israel. All the nations, all the Gentiles will know that I am the Holy One in Israel. And the Lord says, you know, is, is this not the day that I've spoken of? The Lord says to Gog, are you not the one that I've spoken of? So really, in a, in a sense, the Ezekiel prophecy spans this whole period. Um, and of course, later in some of the other prophets in Revelation, we learn that it culminates at Armageddon. But I would contend that um, the prophecy of Ezekiel 30, it begins with the very thought and it ends with his destruction and the Lord being present in Israel, all of Israel knowing the Lord, the Lord pouring out his spirit. That story is a fairly broad uh, time period. So it encompasses that whole period. Thanks for watching this interview. Uh, to see this full interview and much more End Times content, visit endtimes.com and sign up to become a member today. We hope you have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you next time.